When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We wanted to pop in and give a bit of a PSA. This episode does touch on the subject of drug addiction. So a bit of a trigger warning for anyone that has suffered with addiction. We also have some listeners that listen to these episodes with their kids. So maybe sit out this episode with them, listen to it on your own. Nika has a really great and powerful, inspiring, brave story, and we're excited to share it with you because, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. We also wanted to include if you or anyone you know is suffering with addiction, we have the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration Helpline. That's 1-800-662-4357. It's 24 hours, seven days a week. But like I said, this is a story of bravery, and it's very inspiring, and Nika is an amazing person for sharing her story. Enjoy the episode, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today on the show, we have Nika DiCarlo. Hi, Nika. Hi. I mean, we're both very excited to chat with you. Very. Your work is incredible. We can't wait to hear all about the story and everything. But for our listeners who may not know who you are, do you mind giving them a background on who you are and how you got into photography? Sure. So I'm Nika. Um, I've been shooting photography since I was about 12 or 13. Oh, cool. The background behind it is that I was homeschooled uh, my entire life. And I, at one point, like when I was around 12, my mom, I was living in Jersey and my mom um, moved us all to Connecticut to this really kind of like isolated um, town. And um, we lived on top of this mountain. Oh, right. Yeah, it was really crazy. Um, it was so beautiful, but it was really, really isolated. And I didn't really know anyone. Uh. So, mm -hmm. um, we had one of those like vacation cameras. Like, I think they were called like cool pics or something. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. So I don't know like what originally like sparked the desire. Like it was just, I was just really bored one day and I just started like messing around with it, taking pictures of myself or taking pictures of things around the house. And then I got really into, um, the idea of like self portraiture. And, um, uh, I think my cool. uncle must have heard about it because one day, he gave me like a Nikon D70 and that was like mm. the coolest thing to me. So then I was felt very like professional and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's not about DLS, an SLR. It makes you feel like yeah. the, the real deal. Yeah. So I started taking more like, um, thought out self portraits. I somehow found Flickr and. Oh man. Flickr. 
Yeah, I made a ton of friends yeah. on Flickr. <laughs> Those were the days. We talk yeah. about them often. Yeah, I know. I heard, I was watching um, Shelby's interview and because um, yeah. she's someone yeah. I know and she mentioned that too. But it's funny because I ended up meeting one of my like first friends on Flickr when I went to college and it was the most weirdest thing, but she's one of my best friends now. It's like crazy. Aww. But um, anyway, so I started doing that and then that kind of led into, you know, more thought out ideas and like how I wanted to get in more into like storytelling and stuff like that. And then eventually I got a um, a film camera at a flea market. And I just always was really interested in film because it was very like tangible and it just felt like yeah, more special, you know? Definitely. It was a Minolta. So I can't remember the, the model type, but it was really, it was like such a nice camera. So I just kept shooting. And at that time I had maybe my first boyfriend a couple years later. So we would, I would photograph him and me and us together and then that kind of led into um, my time at in college where like you know I decided I want to pursue photography and I just stuck to film like the whole four years wow yeah what year was that because it was it like in the middle of the digital age or was it more around I started in 2011 so I feel like it was I right mean when digital was coming to take over yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah, there were definitely a lot of people like I remember it like most of the people were shooting digital, but also like I went to Pratt and they actually like are really um, supportive of film. I, yeah. I feel like there were a lot of kids there that were just like total, totally nuts about film. So now is that what you went to school for? Was it yeah. photography? Yeah. Okay. I went to school for photo and I ended up like kind of minoring in film, like video. video oh, film. Yeah. cool. So I, I have to say I found you in the in the analog forever that interview you did on on your work work through those times it's just such an incredible story man i did can you how do i how do i ask that <laughs> can you yeah. elaborate on that on the story of of what you went through and and all that stuff just how you stayed documenting it and, and whatever you're comfortable with too yeah, oh, yeah, yeah 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 definitely yeah so i don't even know where to begin so i met my partner he's my current partner when i was probably like 20 i think and i'm 28 now and, um, or no, I guess I must have been 21. Yeah. So I, I met him when I was 21. And at that time, I was a junior at Pratt. So I was still like shooting for work, or, you know, for like for homework and stuff like that. But um, mm -hmm. so sorry, I'm just like trying to. Okay. No, so, no take your time. <laughs> yeah, take your time. <laughs> Okay, so I as soon as we started dating, I feel like the introduction of drugs was just immediately brought into our relationship. And it wasn't like a forceful thing. It kind of was just it came like very naturally because I was sort of experimenting before I met him with like other things. Mm. And I don't I, w I wouldn't say I got into like a bad group of people because it was just kind of like a normal group of kids, like how you picture like you go to school and there's always like that group of kids that are into partying or whatever. Like they were all like amazing people. Yeah. But we just all had that in common that we really like to go out on the weekends. And there was always like maybe that one person who like took it too far or, or like kept doing it during the week. And like, I was definitely like one of those types of people. And I remember like my roommate at the time would always like try to hide things from me and like, like she would buy like Coke or on the weekends and then she'd be like hiding it in her room because she knew that I would just like try to get into it. Like, you know, mm. so when I met Gordon, it's like, it was a really weird like scenario. So I, I was like just with my, one of my roommates and she was inviting her two guy friends over and one of the guys was Gordon and he was the first one to show up before anyone else came over. 
So I was just alone with him and I felt super awkward, but I felt like he had this like extreme like tenderness and like this really like beautiful uh, view yeah. on life. And it, yeah, it was like it's so like intoxicating and just like my whole life I felt like I never really met anyone that like views the world that, the same way I do. And um, yeah. Oh, wow. So um we connected like right away and he ended up moving in within like two months. Like it was like a really quick thing and it mm -hmm. was very like passionate and beautiful. And, but anyway, part of that kind of relationship was drugs, you know, and yeah, heroin was like one of the drugs that kind of came within that relationship. It was kind of introduced to me like along with the relationship, if that makes sense. Um, but he wasn't like using for a while before he met me he like kind of had just started like right when he met me yeah so we long story short is basically we started um using together it's very i think it's kind of like a one of those typical stories where he's kind of using more than i am or i maybe tried it once or twice and i was like it's whatever but then i got more curious and would you know use it when he wasn't looking or when he was sleeping or and then like it got to a point where we were both just very like heavily into it and there was like i remember yeah. there was one day where he was like sitting me on the bed and he was pretty much trying to break up with me because he knew that i had like sorry it's no, okay. It's okay. Um, he just knew that I had like gone like too far, you know. Sorry, this is all like it's still like really hard no, to it's... talk about. But by that time, we both knew that we were like really in it, and we ended up just kind of like isolating ourselves. And so with with photography, I was still like actively shooting um, my thesis at that point, which was it also had like common themes of like relationship. And I think I was at that point I was kind of scared to show like themes of addiction but there were like maybe like hints of it mm. in my thesis but i would i was so scared like i would never straight up be like this is about this you know like that kind of thing right um it, but maybe you could say it was like an introduction to that i guess about like how i was feeling yeah. at the time and we like ended up moving living in um so many different apartments because we would get kicked out of different places and then i would like kind of move to a new apartment and sneak him in and then we'd, he, they'd find out and then get kicked out again and then there was like rehab and you know every all that kind of mess in between but so during the time of our relationship and going through all of this the number one thing that was always there was photography so i I first started shooting just because like that series, I never thought of it as like, I'm going to document this. You know, it was more like, I just felt a need to like yeah. have some oh, sort yeah. of outlet at that time. I, yeah. I was extremely confused. I was dealing with a lot of, I mean, I've been in therapy for so long now, so now I can kind of look at that and see where I was. But you know, at the time it was a really confusing time because I felt like, I felt kind of like in control of the person I love's life in terms of I'm the one that has to make sure this person stays alive, you know? So, yeah. and then wow. there was also, you know, obviously I had to look out for myself and it, it was just like being an addiction in itself is like such a roller coaster. But when you're with it, with another person, it's like, like the person that you love more than anything, it's just like, mm -hmm. it's undescribable. So with photography, I, you know, I was documenting myself it would usually be like when he was out um, of the house. So I would just keep doing a lot of self-portraiture. And um, I, one of my really good friends, who's also a photographer, would always, um, like she she knew about everything. And she would really encourage me to shoot like when I felt my worst, you know, because she mm. said, you're going to look back on this moment and you're going to see that like you got through it. And yeah. yeah. So I would start doing that. And that led to kind of like a lot of self-portraits and this, you know, really 
it was starting to grow into something that, that was going to tell a story. And then my, my partner actually at first was really resistant to being photographed. Obviously, you know, like he didn't want anyone to know. It started kind of first, like he was okay with me photographing just like his body or like if he was in the photo and he was turned around or kind of, you know, like that kind of thing. That's where like it, it first started with him being comfortable. And then it just kept going so much where I would just keep photographing more and more that Slowly, he became more comfortable with having his face in the photos with him and I being together with like, you know, more like paraphernalia being in it or like more like it's obvious what's going on in the photo. It really just, I have to say, like, like starting that series just really came out of like a necessity to to survive. Like it's I know that sounds kind of intense, but it was like really the only thing I had that was like stable. You know, it's like I can control, you know. I can shoot yeah. this photo, I can set this up and I can control where I'm going to be in the photo. And it, it felt like I could, I was able to like have maybe control over something that, in a world that was very um, chaotic, you know? Yeah, so, it's chaos. Yeah. yeah. How long was, was the whole series of like, how long was this project? Did you end up using it for school or? No, no. So I, no, okay. I didn't use it for school. Um, so I started like first photographing it, I would say like end of junior year, but mostly senior year, I'd say. Okay. And it was, it wasn't ever used like in my thesis or anything like that. It was just kind of like a private thing that I was doing. I didn't really tell anyone about it. I didn't really show like anyone the photos. I actually didn't look at the photos. Like I would shoot them and then I have a habit of like, shooting film like a, a ton of rolls and then just popping them in my fridge and like not even developing them for like a year or something <laughs> so, guilty like, yeah. i do sounds, the exact sounds same like thing. somebody i know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i still have like right now like 40 rolls of film just i'm like i don't even know where it's, mm-hmm. where it's wow. from like um but yeah so i would do that i would just shoot and then kind of like it was like a, a, an emotional release and i'd be like okay i got that out I'm just going to like forget about it and stick it somewhere in a corner where I don't have to look at it. And then I guess one day I I kind of was like, oh, I want to having a good, you know, I was having a good day. Like, oh, let me, you know, see what's on these rolls and stuff. And then I kind of was forced to look at those moments again. And it helps a lot to let a lot of time go in between, you know, shooting and that emotional release. And then before you kind of like go to it again and see and see those images and stuff. But, you know, it was a very like slow and patient and kind of careful process of like revisiting them. And then I kind of at one point felt kind of excited because I I felt like I was starting to tell like a, a story that was like very real and like honest, you know which is something that I always yeah, kind of struggled with, like in school, I always wanted to shoot something really real. And like, I remember, I'd always be like talking to my teachers, like, I feel like I don't know, it's like, keep holding me back. And I feel like I finally got to like a point of being able to do that. You know? Wow. Where are the photos now? Are, are you planning to, you know, make a book? Or is there a show? Yeah. Have you done anything? On a grander scale? Yeah. So I really want to do a book and I'm kind of new to the whole book world. So I'm not really sure how to go about that. (laughs) But um, my dream is definitely to have it in in like a book form. And um, I'm working with someone right now to have a solo show, hopefully like next year. So. Oh, man. That's so cool. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's crazy to think about somebody going through that and still having the 
desire or motivation or creative need to pick up a camera I can't even imagine you know and you know we talk about talk to you know tons of people all the time and we always say like you know I feel like photography saved my life but on such a different kind of scale you know but it really is like a lot for a lot of us that constant the constant thing it's been in my life since I was a teenager and I don't ever see it not being in my life and I just think that's just like such a a beautiful thing that like even in somebody's like darkest moments it's still there it was yeah. still there for you you know what I mean yeah I know it's it's just it's crazy like how how like such a beautiful um thing it is you know it just allows you to like really just exert some sort of emotion that like I always feel like I'm feeling things I can't put into words you know like I can't mm-hmm. think of like what what is this feeling and then I'll take a photo and I'll be like that's what it is you know like the photo says it so wow totally it's so crazy because, uh, I mean, I've never said anything online or on the show or anything like that, but I, I talked to you a little while back on Instagram, I think, and I kind of went through the exact same thing you did. A whole destruction of life and addiction, it just was wild. And just hearing you talk is like, you should feel my heart right now. If you yeah. put your hand on my chest, my heart is just pounding. There's just something about, you know, the the vulnerable vulnerability is that how you say that word of sharing a story like that like there's just so much because you know you know how fast the day-to-day is you know life is just so fast and even when you're not crazy reckless maniac it's still chaos like all the time like at least it is for me i'm just that kind of person it's just i'm i'm that way (laughs) i'm a tornado (laughs) all the time and um just to hear your story and to think that, I mean, I remember reading that. Michael's a friend of the show, the guy who does yeah. the magazine. And he reached out to me and was like, hey, I want to send you a copy of the book. And I was like, yeah, awesome. So I got it. I was like super impressed with the design of the book because like that's my thing. I love books and zines and all that stuff. And then I got to your section and read your 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 piece, the the interview. And I was just like in tears and related so much to everything you were saying in that. And then I couldn't even imagine. Like, I don't want to say I wish I did what you did because, you know, I don't want to think about those days like that anymore. But like, I just wish I had a document to see it because I've grown so much since that time. I wish I could see me at my lowest low kind of thing and have a piece of that because, I mean, for one, that's just so brave that you did that. Yeah, like, that's, that's the word, just, brave. I mean, yeah. in incredible, incredible work. And like those photos, you are in it in those photos. Like you are like as a viewer looking at that, like it really displays what it's like to be in that moment in time. And it's just such beautiful work. I wish I could, like, I want your autograph on this. Right yeah. now, if you were here right now. <laughs> but um, I wanted to ask, was, was photography a part of your recovery as well? Or did you kind of take a break from it when mm, you were mm. getting your life back on track or how? Yeah. How did fo- yeah, it was. So, okay. yeah. So, um, I feel like definitely photography was a huge part of the recovery process too. Like my, you know, like the original idea for that series was to be, it was supposed to show, you know, like the worst parts and then building the recovery moments too, which are more like recent. But I, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's just like the same. I think it's the same thing where it's like, like for me, I think it's time does go by really fast. And like, I can't really tell sometimes how much I've grown. And, you know, like if I, if I'm taking photos of my partner and I, and then I have like that physical evidence, like to compare to the past, like it really helps me in my head to see like, oh, I've, I've really come really far. Yeah. But yeah. 
So I feel like it's, it's helped me like in every aspect of my life. For sure. It's amazing. There was a big, recently a big period of time where I just like felt like I needed to stop taking photos just because, um, Mm. I don't know. It's like, I feel like my mind was just like, like with that, that project, it's, it's really easy to get your mind back in that kind of place, you know, if you're like, Sure. so obsessive over it. So it's like sometimes you right. have to like take a little step back. So <laughs> Totally. I can totally relate to that. I want to also just talk about your work in general because Timothy and I were, were gushing before you hopped on. It's very cinematic. Where does the inspiration come from in, just in general with just your regular work? I, I just really love telling stories. Like I, I mm. feel like um, the inspiration comes from the person I'm shooting. One of the girls that I photograph a lot and like my other work is one of my good friends, Lauren Holmquist. Her energy is so beautiful. And we it's a big like collaboration sometimes too, where it's like she'll bring like a character to the table and then I'll oh, wow. we'll try cool. to work and yeah. create like a world around her. And we'll kind of come up sometimes with like a stupid story, like a head like, okay, who is this girl? Like, where is she going? You know, like that kind of <laughs> I thing. I love that. That's, <laughs> I love that. I it's love really that. Fun. that. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. I think it's it's just like, I mean, most of the people that I, I photograph are like my close friends and I'll photograph them a lot. It's really rare that I'll shoot someone that I'm not like really comfortable with unless I'm like purposefully trying to do that, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But um, I feel like most of my like work in general is, is of people that I'm really close to, like on an emotional level and I feel really in sync with. And I feel like it just kind of, you know, we bounce off of each other and we end up with this story that we've both kind of created. And I really feel like it's like the person in the photo is as important as the person who's taking the photo. You know, I'm really into wow. the like collaborative feel of it. I, you, you can, can totally, totally tell. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you can totally see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I've been really wanting to like do another another shoot soon. It's like I really am like itching to travel somewhere and and shoot more. Yeah, I saw that you you do do you freelance photography full time. I saw that you do some filmmaking stuff as well. Yeah. So I right now I have like a day job like doing um, fashion stuff, and um, I'm trying to do more like more stuff like my my vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I have I have like a day job, and I do my own stuff on the side right now. And um, for filmmaking, I've been working so long on getting this film out that I did a couple of years ago, right before COVID. And when COVID came, it kind of like put everything on pause. But it's mm-hmm. like just getting to the point right now where it's like so close to being like good to release. So oh. I'm really excited about that. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my first, um, <laughs> my first short, like serious short film. And I like co-directed it and I also acted in it. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Dude, I can't wait to see that. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really different too from like my other stuff. So I'm excited. Do you plan on doing more of that stuff? We talked to a lot of photographers who are also directors. It kind of like goes hand in hand. Do you think you'll do more of directing? Definitely. Yeah. I love it so yeah. much. It feels like really, really natural. I, I just love like creating stories, you know, but it's hard because with photography, it's like you're able to control so much of it. You know, it's like yeah. I can shoot and then I can be in the photo and I can control this because everything's still. But I found with 
shooting like that film that I just did, you really need a huge team and like you need to be able oh, to yeah. trust them so much, you right? Know? Which is kind of hard because it's like, unless they're like fully on the same page with you, it's, it's really hard to like when you're so used to having full control to just give that, you know, give that yeah. kind of up to everyone else. But, but it, it was such a cool experience. Like I definitely want to pursue it more. I totally get that. I feel like any one of your photographs can be turned into a, a, a whole full movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. It's like, what movie is this from? It's like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway yeah i've always had that little that little sparkle to make a film too that was that, that was like big i mean there's still time i'm still i'm still here yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> now was it you said team and stuff now this movie that you you made is it is it something that did you have to get funding or were you guys just all kind of like collaborating together like how did that all come about so it started just as like a kind of like a collaboration thing between me and another photographer and then we kind of realized like wait we really need money <laughs> like this is gonna cost mm, way more yeah and I originally thought like I could probably do this for like two grand like you know and then I realized oh my god like I think the total that we spent might have been like 10 grand which is really? insane to say because I've never like been able to save up that kind of money before I know <laughs> but we ended up doing like a um crowdsourcing is that what it's called like those ones yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we raised money we raised like half of it and then the other half we both put in I'm pretty sure we both just saved it up and stuff and but but it was like super collaborative my friend flew from Berlin to shoot it he's this incredible oh, wow. DP called um, his name's Pat Aldinger and his partner Anouk, I, I love them so much. They were both helping with creating that film. And then I had my partner, uh, Lizette Emma, who was co-directing it. So yeah, it was super collaborative, but a lot of it was kind of like guerrilla style, like running, oh, yeah. like shoot, awesome. run out. Like we didn't really have permits or anything like that. So Oh yeah, permits. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I didn't even realize that was a thing. And then I was like, oh man, this is going to be really hard. But we, we pulled it off, so. <laughs> That's awesome. So are you are you into the editing thing or do you are you having somebody do that for you? I made ended up doing the rough cut and then I realized that I was getting really like too like sentimentally attached to a lot of scenes or a lot of oh, clips. Wow. You know, yeah. and you start like if especially if you're in the yeah, film, yeah, you start like seeing your face and you're like, Oh, I look kind of weird in that shot. But then mm -hmm. you have to be so objective and be like, Okay, this is the character, like how does the character supposed to look? So I ended up just hiring an editor to kind of polish it from like the kind of the rough sequence. So. Yeah. Editors don't get enough credit. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Times. They're amazing. It's like insane. Like, oh my God. I have so much respect for them. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. They can really t make a movie. Mm -hmm. Which is crazy yeah. to think about, but. <laughs> I know when you think of that, like how people editing like an entire, oh my God, I would just lose it. <laughs> yeah. Living and working in LA, I, I know a lot of people who, because I think I've probably talked about this before on the show, but we, as for, even photographers, we like to, to shoot, develop, print every aspect. We want to hold on to it for, for every part of the, the process, but letting go sometimes and letting another creative person yeah. step in, no matter what, if it's editing a movie or like designing your, your like you're your passing over your photos to sub, for somebody else to make the book out of it. Like, you know, it really takes the pressure off. You don't have to hold on to every single <laughs> Like with a death grip, you know. <laughs> totally, totally, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to personally do that. Like yeah. that is one <laughs> issue that I have. I remember Chris, you were like a while ago. You're like, well, we could maybe start thinking about having somebody edit the podcast. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. no. Nobody takes anything from me. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, I'm like the same way. It's really hard. I'm like, I'm trying yeah, to work on yeah. it. <laughs> 
I even had someone say, um, I was like struggling for a bit with like finances and he was, you know, he was like, Oh, I work at a lab. You know, if you send me your film and I could edit it, I could process it and send it back. And I was just like, Oh, like mail it like to Florida. Like, I don't know. Like, uh-huh. Cause I've been going to like the same lab for like the whole time I've lived in New York for, like, I guess I this literally for 10 years, I go to the same color lab. So it's like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely the same way. So I totally get that. <laughs> so is that, is that where you're based out of? Are you in New York? Yeah. Yeah. I've been here yeah. for, like 11 years um i'm in alphabet city now oh wow we could hear it in the background i know i was just like i don't know why my my, this block has been like it's usually super quiet but it's been the last couple days like so noisy i guess the world getting back to it so was yeah was it crazy being kind of stuck there during covid oh my gosh it was insane i was living in chinatown in an apartment that had two windows and it was kind of like, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah. uh, it was like a, if you think about like a rectangle and you walk in at the lower left end of the rectangle and then the two windows are at the far end. So it's like the rest of the house is just kind of, you're in like a box of darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. I was with my partner, obviously we're li- living together and yeah, it was really rough. I feel like he was doing really well. He's a musician. So, you know, he was writing a lot and stuff and I just was like so paralyzed. I feel like I was like just rocking back and forth for like a yeah. month straight. Just like have your head out the window. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, at the one window like, uh. yeah, like save me. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, I feel like I got in like a really dark point at some point during that during the quarantine and then yeah it was really hard but I took some photos during that during that part which I'm happy that I was able to like force myself to do that yeah yeah a lot of us had to like force ourselves during quarantine to stay inspired and make work you know I can relate to that definitely so what are you shooting with nowadays what is your camera and film of choice um so I shoot on the Mamiya 72 and um usually oh yeah awesome. yeah that's like pretty <laughs> that's um definitely like the the, the main thing I shoot on and film of choice is Portra 400. Yeah, I just recently started getting into Cinestill, which is like really amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 So, because I was going to, I was almost like, you should try some Cinestill yeah. because, because your work is so cinematic. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, it's yes, like, yes, I found yes, it yes, super yes. randomly and I was like, what is this? And then I, I did like a role at like Twilight and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's like those two films are so beautiful. But I mean, Fortra has just been like the main go-to. Right. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> so are you are you just strictly film or do you do any digital work as well? So at my job, we do digital. But for my own personal stuff, I'm definitely like strictly film. Like it's I try to shoot digital sometimes and it's just, I don't know. It's, um, I mean, with the Mamiya 7-2, you're only allowed to take 10 photographs per roll. So yeah. it's like you really have to it's stop. only 10 on that one? Yeah, because it's six by seven. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's forget that they're ten, just ten. Yeah. So and that's like what I've been used to since I was in college. Like I, I started using the Mimia Seven Two when I was like a junior or even a sophomore, I think. So I've been using that camera for a really, really long time, and like I'm totally in love with it every part of it. I just think it like that type of shooting re- works really well for me, where to shoot very slowly and to really like think of like what I want to say um, instead of just like, you know, like, so when I have a digital camera, I get really trigger happy because I'm like, this is so cool. Oh yeah. Get every single millisecond of it, you know, and then I get super obsessive. (laughs) It's just, it drives me insane. (laughs) 
Yeah. I love that, you know, like picking, you're, you're basically being, you have to be intentional when there's only 10 shots, you know, you can't just, let's try it this way and this way and this way and this way and this way to be like, all right, let's look at it, you know, <laughs> let's. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I love that. And usually for shoots, I usually have like a rule where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to shoot more than like three or four rolls. Like I'll bring maybe five if I'm like really excited about something. So it's like, I really try to limit myself to just say what I, what I want to say in like a very, yeah. you know, like maybe 30 or 40 frames. So and I think that even just like for everybody, even your model is like not going to be overwhelmed. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, it's really cool. Yeah, it works really well. I love it. And it's just like, it's such an amazing camera too. It is. It's so good. It's one that I've never, I, I mean, I've, I've held one, but I've never owned one. And, but it is, and I just love six by seven. I just feel like it's such a good, I don't know what it is. Cause like, I normally like, you know, wide kind of like 35 millimeter where it's a little bit wider than that. And yeah. all my favorite photos that I've ever taken have come from the RB six, seven, like the Mamiya RB and that's six yeah. by seven too. And I just, I don't know. There's something about that. Yeah. That. I, I feel the same exact way. It's really weird. Like I prefer like really wide. Like I, mm-hmm. like my, my main issue with the um, Mamiya is that you know it's not wide enough like i wish that i wish that there was a way to like shoot on the mamiya 72 but have it be like six by nine you know nine <laughs> like, yeah. like that would be really yeah. cool <laughs> but yeah i love i love wide but then same here where it's like if i shoot on like a 35 and then i shoot on the six seven like i'll always feel like the six seven looks better you know mm-hmm. so totally, it's weird yeah i feel like the that that camera too is like one of the lighter every other six by seven is like a gigantic Oh, I heavy know. thing that I can't lift. I'm like, that's why I don't shoot six by seven. It's because like the cameras are bigger than me half the time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I know they're, they are really heavy. The six seven is, is a really nice weight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking on getting like the, um, there's one that's like, I think it's made by Fuji. It's called like, I never can remember the model type. I think it's like G, GZ something. Mm. Um, but it's like a, um, they say it's like a point and shoot medium format camera. Okay. Yeah. I was just talking about this the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. It has like yeah. a pop up flash and like autofocus uh-huh. and stuff. So I've been wanting to like try one of those out because I'm kind of scared to bring my baby like out every day, you know, because it's, yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, what if anything happened to it? You know, so it'd be cool to have like a everyday camera. Yeah. You're like tucking in at night, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love it so much. Fuji also makes, um, a really cool six by nine. It's the GF. Oh, I can't think. I it's the Texas Leica. I had yeah, yeah, one, yeah. and they're relatively cheap too. And they're the only thing with them is they're a fixed lens. You can't change it. And it's I think it's a seventy five millimeter, which isn't bad, but that's a really cool one. And it's it's light. It's not like a tank that's gonna weigh you down. I can't think of the name of it for some reason. I know I always blank on like the names. <laughs> and I owned it. Like that was like one of my favorite cameras for like. <laughs> and I I can't even think of the name of it. It's pretty crazy. They're going to come for you, Timothy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, bring it on, Fuji. Go ahead. Just continue another film. Why don't you? So where do you see, do you have any plans for any like series just in general in the future? Like any creative ideas you want to want to do? Yeah, so I, I've been like trying to work on this new series that is more um, around like mental health issues. So I've been photographing slowly um, people that like particularly really struggle with like anxiety disorders. I have an anxiety disorder. 
if you haven't been able to tell. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like, oh. oh. But, uh, um, but yeah, so um, I started that like right when things started like kind of getting back to normal mm. and it was crazy because I like just put like a post out on Instagram and I got so many responses and I'm really not used to photographing strangers like people that I've never met before so it's like kind of like a, a new thing for me to just meet someone and spend like a couple hours with them and but something that I really think is beautiful that I've learned is like these people will just, you know, they've never been photographed and they'll, they'll want to meet up and, and be photographed. And it's like, they'll just open up so much of their heart to you. And, yeah. um, I find that a lot with strangers where like if you meet someone and you know that you're just meeting them this one time, like you'll just be able to tell them like your life story, you know? Right, right. So yeah, it's been like a lot of experiences like that. I, I'm really excited about a lot of the photographs, but I definitely still have to shoot more of it. So. That's kind of what I'm working on now. And um, I'm always photographing like more um, self-portraiture. And um, it's really hard to stop photographing my partner too. You know, going through that whole like, when is the story really, you know, over or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's been yeah, like yeah, really yeah. hard. <laughs> that's so true. I didn't even think of that. That yeah. it's, it's like an, it's an ongoing story. That's that's cool. That's cool. See, it's 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 so hard. I've I've tried to do self portraits and stuff, and I'm just not built that way. Like I I don't know what it is where I I don't know. And I've always wanted to do that because there's been times. I mean, just battling just with COVID. You know what I mean? Battling with how miserable I was. Like I it was weird at the beginning of COVID. I was so amped and shooting like two rolls of film a day and and really going for it because I was like off of work yeah and you yeah. thought it was gonna like, be over I, in two weeks too yeah yeah it was just <laughs> i was going for it and chris the struggle i mean i remember chris you were struggling and, yeah. and i was just like ah everything's amazing i mean the world sucks and it's falling apart but everything's amazing like yeah. i was like this is great and then it hit and then yeah. i i mean i don't think i shot a photo for which is weird and i hate even admitting that because i'm the photography guy you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. so like i should be shooting photos yeah it took me a while to i'm finally back on it you know i'm finally out shooting again it's just weird how that how covid affected so many people and yeah i feel the same exact way that's exactly what i went through too it's like i feel like i was on like this really big roll and then it just was like right <laughs> i feel yeah. like i'm still i'm still even like recovering you know from that so yeah 100 percent. yeah we all are i think we will be right back with listener question for Nika right after this message from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We just wanted to pop in here quick and let you guys know about our Patreon-only Develop and Hang Nights. Now, this is a Patreon-only exclusive. We do it once a month. We develop some film. We hang out, talk shop, tell jokes, laugh. It's just a good, good time. We've done a bunch already. And if that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Patreon is the best way to support the show. Thanks to all the Patreons already. And yeah, thank you guys. All right, guys, this is a part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this question comes from Analog Film Photo Association. And they would like to know, how hard is it to make it as an artist? This is like the, the age-old question. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. How hard is it to make it as an artist? I think the idea of it is you think it's going to be really hard and it definitely is really hard. There's a lot of days it's really hard, but I've learned that like if you want something enough that you'll just find a way to make it happen. And it's kind of like there's definitely a lot of days where you're in survival mode and you have to, you know, do whatever you can to make it work. But at the end of the day, I feel like you know, if you're just shooting and you're doing what you love, you're going to find a way to support yourself. Um, I mean, obviously, it would be amazing if I could just, you know, wake up every day and take photos and then be paid for right. that. But yeah. it's like, you know, you right. have to have be okay sometimes with having a day job or doing something that you don't directly want to do, but can still be like in your field. Yeah. But it took me a long time to figure out like that, that kind of world. There were a lot of years that I was a waitress or, you know, working for like these bizarre companies and stuff but I'm finally like finally at a point where it's like okay I'm working for a studio and like I'm you know shooting on my downtime and it feels really good I feel inspired every day I'm around other creatives all day and I so I don't I don't think it's I think it really just depends on how much work you can put into it and how much you want it um but I don't I don't I wouldn't say it's like that hard if you really want it. Mm. I was I was actually, I mean, that's a, a great answer to that question because I was talking to Timothy when we were talking about your work a couple of days ago. I was like, see, this is like, you can tell that you, like, you've set up these shoots and you like made a point to like go make art. I was like, I said to, I remember saying like, it's not going to fall in my lap. Like, yeah. I could yeah. see the kind of work that I want to make and I get in my own way. It's way too much to where like just message the person you want to photograph and see if they want to do a photo shoot and see if they want to collaborate. And like it's how bad do you want it is like such a important part of it, you know, because yeah. it's not just going to appear. I don't know where. Yeah, I, I definitely let um, fear like I have a, a big um, like a, a lot of the times um, I've held back because of fear of like what other people will say or like fear of like, yeah, what yeah. if they don't like what I do? What if they don't like my, right, right. you know, what I make of them? But it's like, I've definitely learned that at the end of the day, you just have to put your own fears aside and just say, you know what, I'm just gonna ask them or I'm gonna message this person who works for this magazine or whatever, you know, right. And then right, like, right, because right, right. the worst thing that can happen is no one replies you know but the best thing right. that can happen yeah. is you could yep. take off and you know you just have to you know put your ego aside and put your fears aside and just just uh do it <laughs> yeah and it's so funny because i know like the kind of work that satisfies me the most is like not walking around my neighborhood and taking pictures of like the houses and the trees and the flowers or whatever like it's people it's like you know set up i used to photograph bands and we used to like figure out a whole concept and like go shoot it and like that's where i get the most excitement out of the photography so getting getting out of my own way needs to happen more often <laughs> i'm working yeah, on it same. <laughs> no, same here same here yeah i'm right there i'm right yeah, there with then, the both because then that. it's like yeah. what you said like okay the worst they can say is no or not reply back all right on to the next you know even if you do work with somebody and the photos just don't like it doesn't work you know yeah. at least you shot your shot because there's right, nothing right, worse right. than like sitting and doing the what if game like or Ugh. the the you know just the, the i don't know it just i'm that way like i'll be scared to do something and then when i finally get that little bit of motivation to do it or the push <laughs> and then i do it like i'll never forget i shot with that uh contortionist she worked, yeah. she worked for like the nashville circus or something and and i was like you know what i'm just gonna ask and i asked and we it was really cool like we ran it out a thing we ended up becoming really good friends and like yeah. it was just that never would have happened if i would have just been sitting there biting all my nails off being like eh, should i do it or not you know yeah, totally, totally. I, I can totally relate. That sounds really cool. <laughs> it's a great, great answer. Got me all fired up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So 
we might know the answer to this already, yeah. but we ask our guest every show. It's the uh, the, the <laughs> age old uh, desert island camera. Is there one camera? You know, you're stranded on an island. You can only have one camera for the rest of your life. Uh, what's it going to be, and why? Definitely Mamiya Seven Two. Awesome, right. Unlimited film. <laughs> yes, because it is just, in my opinion, it's just produces the most beautiful images. It's incredibly easy to use. It's just, uh, it's like a miracle camera. It's beautiful. Such a great camera. Are you? Are you? like a gear well i guess well, well i'll ask yeah, the second yeah. part so the the second part of this this question is the white whale camera is there anything that you've you know always wanted to shoot uh you've always wanted to have own you know that you're kind of lusting after it's just in your in your sights oh let's see well there is that one that point and shoot one that i was interested in but i honestly would love to own a large format camera i think that would be so oh, fun man. yeah yeah um, yeah, I went over um, this guy's house the other day, and he had um, this his large. He shoots large format, and he had it right at the front of the uh, the door. And he takes these amazing portraits of these characters that come into his apartment, like against this wall, right by the door. Oh, neat! I That's love that. cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god. Like I was remembering, like you know, the last time I shot large format was back at Pratt, and like. It's so hard to carry. Like I would want to shoot. For some reason, I was like obsessed with shooting in the woods. So I would like lug it like to Prospect yeah. Park, and it's like fifty pounds, and you're like, oh, and you have like two shots, and it's just like, oh my god. But it's it's so amazing. Like I would love to to have one of those. Yeah, I'd love to see. I'd love to see what you could you yeah, would make. Could you with imagine a large... her work? No, on like yes, I know. <laughs> Come on. So good. Those are both also great answers. Yeah, yeah. Nika, we just want to say thank you for for being so open and, and sharing your story with us. This has been it's a wonderful conversation, and we just can't thank you enough. And we are excited for everything you've got going on, and hopefully there'll be a book we can buy someday soon. Yeah, I need, I need that. <laughs> yeah, I'll where can everybody? <laughs> yeah, yes. Where can everybody check out your your work? Is there Instagram website? What's the best place? So website is my name. It's Nika De and then my Instagram is Nika the Dreamer. Awesome. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Timothy, where are you? Guys, you can head over to Instagram. It's at Timothy Makeups. I'm also on Twitter under the same handle. And I have some YouTube stuff. You can go to the search bar. Just type in Timothy Makeups. You'll find a bunch of my videos there. And I think that's it for me. Chris, where are you? So I'm Chris B. Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Podcast on Instagram. And we have a Facebook page and a group you can join and share photos and stuff. Perfect. Nika, this is great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. That's going to be it for this week's episode. Nika, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was an honor to get to hear your story and your work throughout this whole thing has just been super inspiring. I know Chris and I both, we, we haven't been able to stop talking about it. Again, thank you for your bravery and taking the time to hop on the show and and just hang out. It was it was amazing and we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. For only a buck, you can get the show two days early. We also have our development hang nights. We're going to be doing some other Patreon exclusive content. And Patreon is the best way to support the show. For all the Patreons that already help out, 
guys, we, again, like we always say, we do not know what we would do without you. We totally love each and every single one of you. You guys make this, make this possible. If supporting the show sounds like something you'd be interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Thanks again, guys. And until next week, we will see you with an all new episode. Keep shooting, keep doing your thing, and we'll see you then, guys. Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.